Good evening on this rainy night in Houston, Texas. This is KG, and you're listening to another installment of the podcast by yours truly. Let's get right into it. Let's talk some basketball, good basketball, bad basketball, and March Madness is almost here. The selection Sunday for the fellows will be on um, just some few days, two days away, and then selection Monday for the ladies. After that, my birthday is on March 14th. That'll be a day after the first four and on the men's side, and the day before the rest of the uh, the official second round of the men's tournament begins. So let's talk some college basketball. It's not very good for the Houston area basketball teams on the college level. Heck, even on the professional level with the Rockets on a five-game losing streak. But let's just tell it like it is. It's some bad basketball this week. Thank goodness for the Texas Southern University Tigers men's basketball team coached by Tony Harvey. They won today in the semifinals of the SWAC tournament to advance to the conference championship game Saturday afternoon. Uh, Coach Harvey and the Tigers won 60-55 in Garland, Texas today over Alcorn State. There's a link already on, on my Twitter feed and on the Round Bar View page, Facebook fan page. <clears throat> Excuse me. Quote from Coach T. Harvey, we've been preparing for this, what we call three days of hell. We are here now, said Coach Harvey. The man does not lack for a way with words or confidence. We got one more, and we have to stay locked in, get some rest, and get ready to compete tomorrow night. Good luck to them. As I said, they're the lone team standing in the Houston area men's college basketball. Why? Let me just give you the rundown here. The Houston Cougars men's team completed a disappointing season to me personally. Yes, the record was average at 515 and 15, but the Cougars lost in the first round of the Conference USA tournament to uh, UTEP on March 7th, 67, 62. A game they led for much of the ball game, but once again the Cougars find a way to lose. What they've done a lot this season. This coming off after a unbelievable win Saturday evening over the Rice Owls inside the House of Tudor on Rice's campus. Cougars found a way, some miracle, to win 76-75, a game they led much of the way until the final minute when the Owls took a 75-74 lead. Cougars had a chance to tie the ball game. Jonathan Simmons had a chance to tie the game up with two free throws. Missed the first one, made the second one, cut the uh, lead to one, cut the deficit to one. No, neither team had any timeouts. Cougs, after using that two timeouts, final two timeouts, defended the inbounds pass, forced the Owls. Connor Frizzell, senior Connor Frizzell, on the senior night for the Owls. Connor tripped over his feet, caught the ball, the inbound pass while falling down. I mean, a very quick instant call timeout. Ref saw the call, ref called timeout. Then Connor realized, oh, I don't have a timeout. After debating, the refs verified and confirmed that Connor Fazil did call a timeout, which the Owls did not have. You know what that means? You follow college basketball, technical free throws go to the opponent. Senior Darren Thibodeau for the Cougs sank both free throws, and the Cougs won the ball game 76-75. Great win for the Cougs, followed by a bad loss in the opening round of the Conference USA Tournament on Wednesday, March 7th. The Owls. The Owls, well, the Owls. Um, they lost in the first round of the USA Tournament, 
today they announced that they are going to participate in the College Invitational Postseason Tournament, the CIT. And next Wednesday, on my birthday, March 14th, they're going to be playing on the road versus Louisiana Lafayette. So their season continues, and good luck to them. I understand why uh, Coach Braun is doing it. He's got a young team. He likes to give his young players a, a taste of some postseason basketball. And I'm not mad at him. Uh, I am a bit surprised that the Cougars have not uh, done so, but maybe the fact that they're only at 500 rather than above 500, like the Owls at 17 and 15, maybe that's the reason why the Cougars are not in but trying to play in one of these bottom feeder non-NIT, non-NCA tournaments. But I digress. As a Cougar alum, I'm disappointed in the season. I'm disappointed in the 15-15 record. I'm disappointed in how the team play up and down inconsistently throughout the season. I'm disappointed in, in the point guard play. I'm disappointed in the front court play. I'm disappointed in the coaching. I'm disappointed. And uh, we'll see how things play out. Um, Coach Dickey told a colleague, Sam Kahn, that they have some work to do for next season. You're damn right. They need a point guard in the worst way. Another mediocre record next season and another opening round loss in the conference tournament next season won't get it done, especially considering that Houston will be in the, in the Big East one year after that, the following year. It, things must turn around if you have edge basketball on the men's side and women's side. And speaking of the women's basketball team, coached by Todd Buchanan, my, my, my. Disappointment. The season came to a merciful end finally with loss number three to uh, Crosstown rival Rice Owls, 64-50 in the opening round of the Conference USA Tournament. Cougs were 12th seed, Owls were 5th seed. I'm not surprised that the Cougs lost to the Owls. Owls are a better team this year, proved it all year, despite the Owls' own inconsistencies. Cougs finished the year 3-26. and 26. Let me say that one more time. Coach Todd Buchanan's Cougars finished three and twenty-six. Last season, they were twenty-six and six. Think about it. Coach Buchanan has been in U of H for two seasons. He, he was his record was twenty games above five hundred after his first season. When he enters his third season, he will be three games under five hundred. Think about that. He went from 26 and 6 to 3 and 26. Bad recruiting, bad luck with injuries, whatever. Bad results, all the same. The Rice Owls, after their win over the Cougs in the open round, they followed up with uh, a, a butt kicking they received by 4C UAB on Thursday. They lost 72 46. Yep. That's right, 72-46. to 46. So the all season is over. HBU, women's team, my goodness. They ended the season pretty much with six players. The team wasn't very good when they were healthy. But they ended the year 1-27 and 27 after their opening round loss in the Great West Tournament to in New Jersey Institute of Technology, 61-42 on Thursday night. 1-27. and 27. Duskies did not win a... The one win did not come against a Division One opponent. It was 87-70 victory over Houston Tillerson of the NAIA. 
Think about that. Yes, the Huskies are in transition from their own move up from NAIA to Division One basketball, but they did not win a single game versus a Division One opponent. That is amazing. Coach Gleason and her staff have a, a long way to go to get better. HBU Huskies men's team lost 65-64 in the opening round game to NJIT on Thursday. Their season is done at 10-20 and 20 overall. Some bad basketball being played in Houston this year, wasn't it? Prairie View and women's team, God bless them. They have advanced to the finals of the SWAC tournament with two wins in the uh, first two rounds of the SWAC tournament. First, they beat, they thumped Alabama State 62-35 on Thursday. In the early years, a few hours before this podcast, PV upset, one call upset, the top seed in the SWAC tournament, Mississippi Valley State 58-55 to advance to the final of the SWAC tournament. One win away for Coach Toyo Wilson to get back to the big dance. Be two years in a row. Got to give kudos and shouts out to Coach Toya Wilson and her staff for wearing the hat of Houston area women's basketball on the collegiate level. Wayne doing a good job. Coach Byron Rim on the PV men's team were eliminated and got just blasted in the opening round of the SWAC tournament, losing to Alcorn State 103-79. Coach Rim and his team season end with a 14-17 and record. TSU women, Lady Tigers, finished the year 5-26. and They entered SWAC play with four wins. They won their opening round game in the 8-9 matchup, which shocked the hell out of me. In fact, they won. It beat AC Jackson State 51-49. Then the clock struck 12, and realities came crashing in, and they lost to Mississippi Valley State, the team that Prairie View beat today. Valley beat TSU 70-47. Lady Tigers in the season 5-26. and So let me summarize Three teams that you can read my blog, post in the Women's Hoops blog on the HRR website. See the link to it. GSU, U of H, HBU. Three teams, nine wins. Three teams, nine wins, 79 losses. With all of the talent in the Houston area, girls high school basketball, Texas Southern, five wins. Houston Cougars, three wins. Houston Baptist, one win. Things must change. I mean, it, it depends on if the administration of those three particular programs care about women's basketball. If they care, then they will make some changes in the programs. Yes, I know Todd Buchanan had a great year last year. Did have a great year this year. Team stunk. Because bad basketball is horrible to watch. Same can be said for the TSU. Coach Broaden, it's probably done at TSU. It depends on the coach, the AD, Charles McClellan, is ready to let her go. All signs that I've heard, she's probably coached her last day, last game as head coach at Texas Southern. We shall see. Coach Leeson, Mary Leeson, HBU's the second year at the Huskies in the transition period, so she may have a little bit more time. But she needs to start winning ball games. bottom line. As I mentioned, 
Coach Harvey, Texas Southern men's team, they're playing in the SWAC final. And the um, game will be tomorrow afternoon. Both uh, be at 7 p.m. on ESPNU. PV women's game will be at 5 p.m. on ESPNU. And wish them both teams well. Hopefully they can both win and advance to the big dance and save some face for Houston area college basketball because the rest of the teams didn't do anything this week. Now the pro circuit. The Houston Rockets have lost five straight games and look bad doing it in each game. And they found different ways to lose, which really is, is a bad sign. It's not like they've lost the same way with bad defense, which has been bad all year. But they've had enough high-powered offense to overcome those deficiencies. They've lost games in overtime twice. They've got pounded in rebounding. But against the Boston Celtics on Tuesday of this week, they dominated the glass in the seas 57-38. Had a 10-point lead late in the fourth quarter. Five minutes left in the fourth quarter. 10-point lead. Lost game in overtime. Wednesday, March 7th, in Toronto against a bad Toronto Raptors ball club that struggles to score. The Rockets allowed Raptors to shoot 60% from the field and score 116 points on the Raptors, on the Rockets. Final score was 116-98. to 98. Kyle Lowry is it's, I, one interesting thing while watching the games. Kyle Lowry's attitude and his bitching to the refs has started to wear on uh, Rockets TV analysts Bill, Bill Borrell and Matt Bullard. So if they're noticing it, clearly the, the refs are noticing it too. So perhaps Kyle needs to truly go to those anger management classes and get over himself and lead the team by better example than all his crying that he does to the refs, especially when the team don't lose a streak. Which gives me to uh, leads me to Kevin Martin. Kevin Martin's strength is scoring the basketball. It used to be shooting basketball. Not this season. He's in a slump. I don't know if he, he has not recovered from the trade that wasn't, the trade that David Stern, the godfather, rescinded. And once Kevin Martin made those comments about uh, Daryl Morey saying that he showed his true cards, Kevin Martin has been has been the same since. So we'll see if the Rockets can find a sucker, um, excuse me, an NBA team that will take Martin off their hands by on Thursday's March 15th NBA trade deadline. On a happier note, the top ten finalists for the Guy V. Lewis inaugural Guy V. Lewis Award have been announced. And I want to give a shout-out to each of these 10 young men. These are 10 high school players who are now um, eight seniors, two juniors, and they are competing for the top player, boys high school player of the year in the greater Houston area. The two juniors, if you know anything about uh, high school boys high school basketball, and you follow the, you know who these two young men are. They've helped lead the high school team for Ben Travis to the state championship in Austin, Texas, they are Aaron and Andrew Harrison. The seniors are Shaquille Cleary of the Village School, Daniel House, Fort Ben High Tower, Elkins Branford Jones, Fred Richardson of Clearbrook, Fort Ben, Fort ben Bush's Cameron Ridley, L.J. Rose of Westbury Christian, Clyde Santee from Jack Yates, and Rashid Suleiman of Drake Jesuit. Rashid and Cameron Ridley will be representing the Air Houston area in the McDonald's All-America game as well. 
So most likely they will not be able to attend our March 27th banquet and award presentation because they'll be at the McDonald's festivities. But congratulations to each of these 10 young men. And we're still working out some kinks with the website at BIVLewisWard.org. But hopefully we'll, fans will be able to uh, vote for their, who they, who they believe will be the, who should be the player of the year in the next few days at the uh, GuyVLewisAward.org website. Kyle Lowry, I'm going back and forth here as you listen to the KG podcast. And thanks guys once again. Tweet me. I'm starting to get a few more tweets and a few more followers on Twitter at T-H-E-H-R Review. I'm watching uh, Baylor, Kansas right now on, on the telly. And this is the rainfall outside. But Kyle Lowry had a little health scare earlier today. And uh, he, he's doing better now, thankfully. But um, Kyle Lowry, you know, when I talked earlier about his attitude adjustments that he needs to make, I never like to see anyone uh, in poor health. And I, I don't, you know, I'm not, because we're all human, we all go through our own problems. But Kyle checked, uh, he checked into a New York hospital for tests on abdominal distress and fever. The initial tests were negative, but he listed day-to-day, and he's most likely not going to play Saturday versus uh, the Nets. And then the Rockets, after that, the game against the Nets, will play at Cleveland before heading to Oklahoma City to close out this five-game road trip. So we wish Kyle Lowry a um, healthy re- a recovery. And the Rockets, I think Goran Dragic can do a good enough job. Hopefully we'll see how they, the Rockets respond. First, the Nets, who knows what the Nets are going to do. The Nets have a, a one-man team with Darren Williams. But Brooke Lopez is once again out injury. So Darren Williams might get his, but the rest of the Nets can't score either. So we'll see what the Rockets do. The Rockets are now 21-19 and after this five-game losing streak. And as of right now, they are outside the playoffs. They have a... They're tied with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Timberwolves are playing right now versus the other Lakers, and they were leading the Lakers' last score I saw. But they both have a 21-19 record. But as anyone knows and listens to these podcasts, the Timberwolves have won the regular season matchup with the Rockets 3-1. And the three wins were butt-kickings. Rick Adelman showed his coaching acumen, and, uh, and he did not forget what the skill level of his former players were. And uh, he coached his new players up, and they handled the Rockets, Kevin Love and Ricky Rubio and and Michael Beasley took turns bumping on the Rockets. So as of right now, the Rockets are on the outside looking in of the playoffs, which leads me to the um, NBA trade deadline. Last couple of days, a few websites, pro websites, basketball websites were discussing teams, uh, 10 players who they felt would be the most likely to be traded. Kevin Martin was one of those players. He was number four on the list. Are you for that? You want to see Kevin Kevin Martin dealt? Rockets need to do something. Whether it's deal Kevin Martin, deal Luis Scola, start over, deal Kyle Lowry, you know, whoever. They need to do something because it's broken. I said earlier on previous podcasts when the Rockets were winning that they were a good team, but they were a team with flaws. And this five-game losing streak has exposed those flaws or brought them to the light of day and opened the eyes of some folks in the Houston area media who thought the Rockets were actually a great basketball team and were going to have a chance to make some noise, not as they're currently constructed. I said that a month ago, and I stand by that obviously right now as they're struggling right now. So, as always, 
pass along the word to your friends. Tell your friends about the uh, podcast. Visit the Facebook fan page. Houston Ron Bobby Facebook Facebook fan page. Tell your friends about me on Twitter at T H E H R Review. I'll probably do a podcast Sunday. I may do one Sunday and Monday after the selections are announced in the men's and women's uh, fields of 64 and 68. Just get my thoughts on who I may have thought got snubbed or or whatever. But in my experience, being in the mock selection on the women's side, I assume this statement holds true on the men's side. Teams earn their way into the tournament. There's no favorites being played. Teams earn their way into the tournament. You win the game you're supposed to win. You schedule tough competition. And you win those ball games. You take care of business. You don't have problems worrying about if you're in or out come selection show. So keep that in mind on Sunday and on Monday. I'm going to wrap it up. I have to vote for my Women's Basketball Players Award for United States Basketball Writers Association, which I am a proud member. So look for that. I already voted for the men's awards, and some of those awards already were announced earlier this week with uh, Jacobin Brown, the long-horned Jacobin Brown, was voted the District 7 Player of the Year. The District 7 is players, college players that play in, in Texas, Arkansas, and Louisiana. We also voted for the National Players of the Year, and I have no problem telling you I voted for Anthony Davis, Kentucky freshman for Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, and Freshman of the Year. I think he's that good. He'll be one and done going to the pros. But I think he he's going to be All-American. He may sweep all three awards. I don't think it would not shock me if he does not get National Player of the Year, but the other two are his. Defensive Player of the Year and Freshman of the Year, hands down. Anthony Davis, kudos to you. As always, thank you for listening. Tell your friends about the podcast. We're getting closer and closer. It's three weeks from the day. I'll be in Denver covering the Women's Final Four. Probably going to do a uh, podcast that Friday night when I get to Denver. Just a little preview of the four teams that are in the Women's Final Four. And touch on the fellas' matchup when they play in Final Four that Saturday night in New Orleans. Talk about that as well. But that's a few weeks away. So, in conclusion, be true, be cool, and do more.